Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 242, which we're recording on Wednesday, April 7th, 2021. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we had an exciting adventure last Friday for the first time in, what, a year and two months. I actually sat in the local yarn store and knit on the couch while Charlene was working. It was amazing. It was the best afternoon in so long. Yeah, it was it was great. It was great. We're not totally back to normal and we're not totally open, but we do have lots of fans and air moving and we still wore masks and customers limit there we have a very limited capacity in the store and customers are asked to continue to keep distance so we are hoping that this is a move in the right direction Yep. I even stepped outside at one point because only five people are allowed in the store at a time and two (laughs) women wanted to come in together. So I left the store so that they could come in together. And that one woman who kept getting closer to you to show you her phone and the pattern on her phone. (laughs) I know. Charlie kept backing up and backing up. And the woman finally acknowledged, oh, I'm sorry, I had both of my vaccine shots. And Charlene said, well, I haven't. So she politely backed up. But it was yes. a very, very enjoyable afternoon. I think I was there for at least an hour and a half. It was yeah, so much fun. <laughs> so the world is slowly, slowly going to start returning to normal. Hopefully. And I know it's not everywhere. So yeah, I know. Just let's try to keep each other safe and get there so that we can all get there. <laughs> exactly. And remain. that was meant to give everybody a little bit of hope. Yes. There. Yes. <laughs> All right. So what are you wearing? Well, what I did wear to work that day and I wanted to talk about was my Susurus Pullover by Hohi Locatelli. Oh, it's awesome. I love my Susurus. Let's see. I finished it back in February, but hadn't had a chance to wear it because it's a slightly warmer weather sweater, I think. I made it with lace weight. So even though... It's, it is warm. It's got the mohair and it's made from merino lace. It is it is warm, but it's not winter weather warm, I would call it, or I would say. More like a so, spring sweater. Yes, more of a spring sweater, definitely. So I was able to wear it last week to work and love the way it fits. I wore a long sleeve t-shirt under it. Because it's very thin with made from the lace weight fabric, but it worked out great. <laughs> it would be Love very it. peekaboo without yes, a layer it, underneath. Exactly. Exactly. Not the look you're going for, I don't think. No, it is not. And so <laughs> the Cicerus pullover sweater is like I said, it's a very lightweight sweater. I think the pattern originally calls for one lace weight and one fingering weight. I made it in two different lace weights, one a mohair texture and one a smooth texture. And you stripe the colors. The mohair texture is knit in stockinette and the smooth textured yarn is a lace pattern in the stripe, within the stripe. So it's got a little 
fun knitting in there and it's knit top down a circular yoke and all of the increases are cleverly I believe if I'm remembering correctly they're all hidden within the stockinette stripe yes on the yoke so that you don't have to increase in the lace texture which worked out great it fits it fits me well it looks so good on you oh thank you and I'm really wondering if it's the fit is similar to your super simple summer sweater that you like so much, which would be interesting that we both really like the way these sweaters are made and fit us. Well, I've oh. mentioned, I think that her percentage of increases in where she places them on her circular yokes is so good. It just nails the shape of yeah. my body anyways. Yeah, it it. It does definitely work. And so because I love the way this fits so much, I keep thinking I might want to make another one, perhaps in a multicolored yarn or a speckle, because I could make it more of a solid sweater without the stripes and and just do something different to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good palette. Yes, definitely. It could be one of those patterns that is worth changing up a little bit. So that is Susurus by Hohi Locatelli. What are you wearing, Gail? Well, before I get to that, seeing you and your Susurus made me want to pull mine out <laughs> because I still need to fix the bottom where I tried right. to do a split hem instead of the regular hem, and it just doesn't work with that sweater. Oh, okay. So I'm going to pull mine out of hibernation and finish my version and then maybe make one like you did with two different lace weight yarns. I think it's just stunning. Oh, are you, you're going to pull yours out? Totally? Oh, no, I didn't mean, I meant pull it out of hibernation. Oh, okay. The one I've started and then maybe <laughs> knit another. Got it. Yeah. Got it. That's what I meant to say. So what okay. am I wearing? I'm wearing my big sister cardigan by Hinterstein, and I wear this thing all the time. It's my go-to house sweater and it's always out so I can grab it wherever I happen to be. And I just love this sweater. It's fantastic. I've mentioned it before many times. It's a recent finish. Perfect pockets. I think someone heard me say that and they cast one on recently because I was raving about the pocket (laughs) placement. (laughs) So hopefully they like theirs as much as I like mine. And it's in the Harrisville Designs Nightshades yarn, which is just a very comfy yarn to wear around the house. I'm just loving this sweater. So that's the big sister. I wear it several times a week, if not almost every day, depending on how chilly it is in my house. Nice. All right. What are you stocking? Okay. So stocking something called, well, I'm stocking the three things that I picked out to stock this week. I'm stocking all of them for slightly different reasons. The first one is a shawl. It's called Float designed by Don Barker. And the reason that I am stocking this is because of the interesting technique that is used to knit this wrap. I've seen it done before. And the technique is if you're knitting with a multicolored yarn or a two-colored yarn or perhaps a tonal yarn, You just make a decision that when you get to X color, you're going to change the stitch up a little bit. 
So I remember a long time ago seeing, I think it they were sock patterns and they were made from multicolored yarn. And if you were using a yarn that was yellow and blue, for example, every time you got to blue, you would purl instead of knit. Mm, so okay. you would get like this random change in color and texture as you go around the sock which I always thought was kind of cool. And so this kind of takes the same idea, but a little further. Every time you get to the secondary color, there's a little cluster stitch that kind of looks like a flower. Hmm. So the sample page is knit with a two-color yarn that's gray and pink. Of course, it caught my eye. (laughs) And then the cluster stitch kind of looks like little flowers so it almost looks like little pink flowers on a gray background oh yeah it's it's very very cool i i love the technique unfortunately the shawl pattern it's well the shawl pattern page doesn't show you a picture of the whole shawl Uh, so i'm not yeah that's such a bummer it is. So it says it's triangular. So I'm just going to assume that it's a symmetrical triangle. But the one picture or the one photograph that is shown of, and I guess it's, they're trying to get the whole shawl in. You can't really tell in this photograph if it's symmetrical or asymmetrical. But perhaps if it were asymmetrical, they would specify that on the pattern page. I don't know. So that's that's the one negative thing, I would say. I would love to see a picture of just the whole shape. Just, DM the designer, too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But it's this technique is not new. You could take any yarn, really, and any, any shawl shape that you prefer and do something similar. So that that's what I meant when I said each of these things that I'm stocking this week, it's for a different reason. So this one I'm stocking because of the technique. I think it's a cool textural technique, and I like it. So that is Float by Dawn Barker. The second thing I am stocking, and this one I'm kind of stocking it because of the yarn. The yarn is really interesting to me. It's a yarn that I have never seen in the U.S. I'm guessing that it's a small production yarn. It's from Portugal, and it's called Retrosaria Brusca. And it's a worsted weight yarn. And the Ravelry database says that it is 50% wool and 50% merino. But it is a very interesting blend. I'm clicking over to the page now. So the, it says Brusca is a breed and flock specific yarn. I mean, flock specific. Mm, That's, we're talking small if it's flock specific. It's made of 50%, and I'm not sure how to pronounce this, Saloya and 50% Merino Bronco and Merino Preto wool, which it says are native breeds from Portugal. The Saloya yarn is, or the Saloya is a native sheep breed to the region of Lisbon and Setubal. It is well documented since the 19th century as its wool was one of the finest available in the country. 
So that sounds kind of interesting, you know, because it sounds like it's a small production yarn. They say the brusca is made from the wool of free-range sheep and that it's grown, scoured, and milled and dyed in Portugal. Cool. Yeah, so it sounded kind of cool. It was something I had never heard of. I even tried to look up these breeds in the Deb Robeson book, Mm -hmm. and I couldn't find them in there. So I'm thinking they're too small to make it into the book. Very small indeed, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So the, the reason that I found them is because of two patterns. Pattern for mitts and a hat called shreds of fog and they're two separate patterns and they have kind of an arrowhead design the mitts have the arrowhead design on the wrists and in the finger area it's flanked by garter on each end of the mitt and then there's some smooth sailing stockinette in the middle so you have garter arrowhead stockinette arrowhead garter Okay. As you're moving up the mitt towards the fingers. And they're they're basic mitts, but the yarn made it all interesting to me. <laughs> and that is Shreds of Fog by Woolen Tales. And that's T-A-L-E-S Tales. As in stories. And not like animal tales? Like if not you haven't like seen my tales. Instagram post <laughs> or my post in our Ravelry group that we have a new family member coming to live with yes. us on May 20th. We're adopting a little boy yellow lab puppy named Leroy and we cannot wait. So, so exciting. So excited. And so cute. Oh, he's adorable. Little puffball. Yes, he little is. Little chub. That little belly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if you haven't seen Gail's new family member... Look at her Instagram account. <laughs> or in our Ravelry group, I put it in the April thread. Oh, that's right. You yeah. did. Okay. And the last thing I am stocking is another technique item. It's called the Welcoming Blanket, and it's by Nama Ido. And this blanket uses a weaving technique, which I thought was very, very cool. I don't know if you remember, Gail, years and years ago... In the yarn store, we had a scarf pattern where folks, you knit a scarf, but then there was a section where you bought a ribbon yarn. And if you, if you don't know what a ribbon yarn is, they, they come in and out of popularity, and it's exactly what it sounds like. It looks like gift wrapping ribbon. It's flat. And this one that I'm speaking of that I'm remembering was hand dyed. So it was rather pricey. So people wouldn't have purchased a whole, you wouldn't have purchased a sweater quantity, for example, because it was rather pricey. And the skeins didn't, if I recall correctly, they did not have a lot of yardage on it. So this scarf pattern was written specifically for one skein of ribbon yarn where you knit the scarf and then you take the ribbon yarn and you weave it in and out of your knitting to create a unique look. Interesting. So this blanket takes that idea one step further. You knit your blanket, there's a specific pattern, and then apparently there's a column, there's a regular column of stitches that 
every, I don't know, every section at the end of the blanket, you end up dropping those columns of stitches. So if you've ever dropped stitches purposefully or not purposefully. <laughs> Same effect. <laughs> yes. You know that you, if you drop stitches, you get a horizontal thread between stitches. And if you drop two or three or however many columns of stitches, your fabric pulls apart, gets a little wider, and you have the horizontal threads. So what you do on this pattern, you drop your columns of stitches and then you take a colorful yarn and you use those horizontal threads as your warp. And you weave in and out with your colorful colors so that you have stripes of varying colors in the blanket. And then you tie off your yarns so the colorful yarns also create fringes on the ends of the blanket. Cool. I thought that was so cool. Yeah. And what a fun technique and a fun way to get a colorful blanket, but only have to knit in one color. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very clever. Yeah, I thought it was too. Like I said, I'd, I'd seen this technique before, but I have never seen it written up for a blanket. And it looks really cool. It looks like the original blanket was written in a slight, or the original on the sample page, the original blanket was knit in a slightly color-changing yarn. It looks like it shifts from a gray to a pink, and then it's got these bright, colorful stripes and bright, colorful fringes. It's really nice. Yeah. So that is Welcoming Blanket by Nama Ito. How about you, Gail? What are you stocking? My stocking is boring compared to yours. (laughs) So I've only seen one new pattern in the last two weeks that really caught my attention. And it's called the Bohemia Cardi by Maison Denis. And it's caught my attention because it's so unique. It's an open front cardigan. It looks like it's knit sideways, but it says it's bottom up. And it's bat wings. And it's seamed at the top of the shoulders and across the middle of the back with exposed seams. So that's part of the design elements. And it's an all-over lace pattern. But the collar is worked in what could be garter or it wasn't specified. Some kind of not lace, more collar-like stitch pattern. Knit in a worsted weight yarn. And it was just very interesting. It was very different. And it was knit in a speckled worsted, which is interesting with a lace pattern. I wouldn't normally combine the two, but it was very interesting. I Would I knit it for myself? Probably not, because an all-lace cardigan in worsted weight doesn't seem very intuitive to me. <sighs> But it's different. It's different. But given the fact that I need a, an air conditioned sweater some days, I can see how it could be appealing given different weather conditions and body temperature conditions. So, mm-hmm. but it was really interesting. And I'd never heard of the designer either, Maison Denis. So there's some interesting little stocking bits. And the other 
thing that I'm stocking is a pattern collection by Anka Strick. And I think you've actually knit one of these, Charlene. It's the Love Connection. <laughs> love Connection. Love Collection. Not the <laughs> old TV show. Little Love, Big Love, Great Love, and Long Love are the four sweaters in the collection. Each is available separately, or she sells them as a com- you know, combined set. All of them are open front cardigans, and they range from Aaron weight. I think two of them are Aaron and two of them are light fingering. And they either are textured or all over lace. Some of them are shorter. Some of them are longer. Some have pockets, some don't. But they all have kind of the same look to them, the same aesthetic. Yeah. yeah. And I love, <laughs> love long love. <laughs> what, what other it, word do I use? I really like long love. It sounds love. so familiar to me. I I may have stocked it before. I'm sure one of us has stocked at least one of the patterns in this collection before. But I really liked Long Love. It's all over lace. It's a longer sweater, open front with a shawl collar. And it just fits all the things that I like in a sweater lately. And I was giggling to myself reading through the Ravelry thread recently. Several people who have discovered the podcast since the pandemic have listened from the very beginning. And a couple of people have commented on different things that have changed for us over the seven years plus that we've been recording. so much has changed. Exactly. (laughs) But including things like how I didn't used to like garter stitch. And now I love garter stitch. (laughs) Things like that. I didn't used to knit with mohair. Now I knit with mohair. And I typically don't like open front cardigans. It's not something that I frequently knit. But over the last two years, I'm really enjoying open front cardigans and knitting a lot of them. So interesting. Yeah. One's knitting habits and preferences can definitely change. So never shall I say I don't like a specific technique or style because then I'll start to like it. Well, and sometimes the manufacturing of something can change because I believe that the manufacturing of a lot of mohair has changed, perhaps not in the short time that we've been doing the podcast, but I know the manufacturing of mohair has changed from when I was a much younger person because I remember trying to do things with mohair decades ago and I would have little hairs flying all Mm -hmm. over the place from the mohair. And the mohair that I purchase these days, I don't have that problem. Sure, there's a few little hairs. And if I'm wearing black, I'll find little strands on my black pants, for example, but not in the same way. So I know that the manufacturing has changed a little bit. Yeah. And I've found especially those little strands that float around because they would get in my eyes. Right. And it would really exactly. irritate my yes. eyes. And that was the main reason I didn't like to knit with mohair because yes, my I eyes remember. are so easily irritated. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that too because they always it's it's they always gravitate to your eyes. Mm-hmm. Always every <laughs> always, time. Yes. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't a pleasant experience for me. Yeah. So those are the few things that I'm stocking. Not very exciting. What are you knitting? Well I started my leaf bird, which is very exciting. (laughs) Leaf bird is a pattern by Yamagara. 
I stalked this several episodes ago, and I believe I called it, I called it like an art piece, I think, is what I called it, because it, it's just beautiful. The back of the sweater has alternating diamond shapes in a contrast color, and of course you can do it high contrast, low contrast, same color, multicolor, however you want. They're more like and diamond insets. I mean, it's a almost like a pleat, isn't it? Is it like a fold or is it just a diamond? It's just a, really, it's just a diamond shape. But oh, because the pictures make it look like it has depth. It's because it's a different yarn ah. and so the, and a different texture. The little diamonds are knit in mohair. They're, I think they're offset with just one row of garter stitch. So there really isn't, it's not really a pleat. But I think it's just that different texture is enough to make it visually look that way. It's cool. It is very cool. So it's got these little very long diamond shapes that go from the top of this, the neckline of the sweater down to the hem of the sweater. Very, very cool. And then there's also a lace portion that goes from the shoulder down the sleeve, and the fronts are stockinette. It is an open front cardigan, but there's a lot of fabric kind of draping in the front too. So it's not a tiny little doesn't meet necessarily meet in the front open cardigan. This one has a bit of fabric draping. I'm, I'm really liking it. Yay! Yeah, I'm happy that I started it. I'm using the Western Sky Knits Silk Merino Lace, which I've had in my stash since Stitches 2019, just waiting for the perfect project. And I'm so happy I waited and waited for the perfect project. Isn't that funny? <laughs> and then for the mohair on the back, Gail let me raid her stash <laughs> for some red bud from Dragonfly Fibers. <laughs> Worked out perfectly. It worked out perfectly because Gail had a partial and I need, I I think it's less than 200 yards. So it worked out perfectly. (laughs) Thank you, Gail. You're very welcome. (laughs) Happy to help. And then also exciting, I have picked up my Live Light that was hibernating. I started this one last September and it only needs the collar knit on it's an op- also an open front cardigan but all all stuck in it i think it, it's just a top down raglan open front cardigan it has a a big a wide i should say a wide collar it's not quite a shawl collar it doesn't fold over but it's the same same design as a shawl collar it starts at the bottom of the sweater and goes all the way up around the neckband and down the other side. So that is, yeah, gives you a little bit of an idea of how big the collar is. I have it on a very long pair of needles so that I can knit it all on one needle rather than... One of those times when the 60-inch exactly, circular cable comes in handy. Exactly. Uh-huh. Instead of having two or three circulars, I, I was able to fit it all on a very long one. So I don't think that's going to take me very long to finish. I picked up all the stitches. I knit about an inch. 
And then I bound off to steam it, try it on, make sure the stitches that I picked up worked out so that the sweater laid flat. It didn't, it, it didn't pucker anywhere, that kind of thing. Smart. I was, yeah, I was very happy with the way that it worked out. So then I went back, picked out my bind off, put the stitches back on the needle, and I have to knit two more inches. It's a, Like I said, it's a wide collar, three inches, and then I'll bind off and, and be done. Oh, you're going to be done very quickly then. I hope so. Yeah, you'll zoom, zoom. <laughs> yeah, so that is Live Light, and it was designed by Carrie Bostick-Hoge. And that is what I am knitting. What are you knitting, Gail? Well, right when we started podcasting, I cast on a brand new project. It's from the Sisterhood set by Jen Peck, which I stalked a couple episodes ago. The proceeds from that go to the Sisters United Foundation for murdered and lost Indigenous women here in the U.S. and I think First Nation as well. And it's a two-color hat and cowl set. And I finished one, which I'll talk more about in Finished Objects, and I just cast on the second one, which is a gift from my daughter. What I've been knitting on most since we last recorded is what I'm calling my dream sweater. <laughs> it is my third version of the Super Simple Summer Sweater by Hohi Locatelli. And this one I've talked about my planning. It's my dream sweater because I used my own stash of leftover pink lace weight yarn that also had leftover stash matching lace silk mohair yarn. So two very similar colors held doubled, striped, using that pattern. And I just love it so much. It's so soft. It's so light. It's my pink colors. It just makes me so happy. So the body's almost done. I started on the first sleeve last night. Because I'm holding two strands of lace weight doubled and still knitting to the pattern gauge, I'm getting a very open fabric. And that's exactly what I wanted. I wanted it to be similar to my ranunculus sweaters or my love note sweater that are very, very light, and it's knit on large needles, so it's going incredibly fast, which is not a bad thing. So <laughs> my dream sweater is making me very happy if you couldn't tell by my voice. So really using the super simple summer sweater pattern, but renaming it because it is my dream sweater. It makes me very Excellent. happy. And I also have swatched for my next sweater, the unbearable hoodie by Les Garçons, which I knit the hats, and I decided I must knit the sweater for myself. And I just told Alex last night that I was knitting it, and she thought I was kidding. And I said, no, I'm 100% serious. I'm going to match my grandkids' hats. So I decided... That I, will be so cute. I can't wait to do a picture. Wouldn't that be cute? Yes. So the unbearable hat and sweaters, it's a hoodie. I don't think I'm going to do the hood. And there's a mini version of it, too, for children. It's knit with DK weight yarn, and I didn't have any of that in stash. So I looked at my fingering weight yarn, and I briefly considered knitting it at a fingering gauge and adjusting the pattern math. So I would have had to cast on a much larger size using fingering weight yarn. But in the Saturday Zoom, I asked everyone's opinions on that, and the consensus was 
not a good idea because you wouldn't get the same effect in the color work knitting it with finger weight, fingering weight as you would with DK weight. And plus, I wasn't really loving the fabric I was getting with fingering weight. Mm. So I decided to hold my fingering weight doubled. I have since swatched and I have a dark gray for the main color. I have a very beautiful pink for the flowers. The main color is also used on the bears. And then I have two different natural yarns for the white bits around the bear. And one mm-hmm. of those whites has some sparkle in it. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's a wee bit over the top for a grandma, but you know what? <laughs> I'm going with it. Yeah. And I'm a little bit nervous I won't have enough of the gray yarn. So I'm hoping, which is the case often with me when I knit a sweater to pattern, I have a very short waist. So usually my sweaters aren't as long as the pattern states, and therefore I don't use as much yarn. So my fingers are crossed, but I'm going to do what Charlene normally does and knit a portion of the body, then knit the sleeves and see how much yarn I have left. And if I don't have enough, I think I'm going to do the cuffs and the hem in like a corrugated pink and white rib. Yeah. To contrast with the collar. Yeah. So ideally it'll be gray, but if not, that's my plan. Yeah. So that I that don't would work. run out of yarn. So I'm really excited about that. That's the unbearable hoodie by Les Garçons. And I also packed a to what am I calling it? My go bag. So Alex is due to deliver my grandson, Wesley, on April twenty third by C section. But when she went to her ultrasound this week, he's already measuring at above ninety-nine percent on the measuring scale, which is the highest it goes. So her OB said, you could start going into labor at any time because he's a very, very large boy. So I'm, I've got my knitting set aside so that if I get a phone call in the middle of the night, I'm grabbing it with the clothes, putting it in the suitcase and ready to go. Wow. I'm not messing around. Okay. <laughs> so very exciting. We would like to thank our sponsor, Candy Skein. Last month, Candy Skein turned 10 years old, and they'll be celebrating all summer long, starting with the release of a new series of Peter Pan colorways and pins. Are you ready to join them on their trip to Neverland? They will also be participating in the Slow Yarn Crawl again this summer, both online at candyskein.com and in their shop in downtown Astoria, Oregon. Don't forget about their three-month yarn club, Following up the huge success of their year-long speckled gradients, this year they are focusing on a rainbow of tonals. Grab a skein today for 15% off. Use the code CANDY4YARNIACS. And that is C-A-N-D-Y number four YARNIACS. And we'll put the code in our Ravelry group as well. I'm going to say oops right now because I know that I'm going to buy some yarn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oops, as in oops. it fell into my cart. <laughs> exactly. And I accidentally clicked pay. Funny how that happens. <laughs> well, you know, I used three skeins of candy skein in my Parallelogram schlanket. And I was very, very happy with the results. Yay. I loved that juice box. Just came out beautifully. One of my favorites was the Earl Grey latte. That's been one of my, yeah, that's been one of my favorites forever. And then the last one was a special colorway, the Astoria Fog Latte. So yeah, 
check out CandyScan. And if you are able to travel, they have their shop now in downtown Astoria, which I would love to visit. I want to visit it someday <laughs> when I go visit my parents. It's not close to their house, but but it's worth still, a side a, trip. <laughs> and a beautiful drive up the coast. Exactly. And exactly. Tammy's the sweetest, sweetest woman. She dyes the yarn and she and her husband are great. So Yes. So definitely worth a side trip. Yep. All right. What have you finished? Okay. I have finished two basic hats, not even a specific pattern. They were just ribbing and stocking it, knit in the round, go. So I've added two hats to my charity hat pile. Yay! Yeah. And then the perhaps big finish, but more of a sad finish, is I'm thinking I might be finished with my bento boxy. Yes. And not, not finished as in finished object, Finished as, I tried it on, and I don't love it on me. (laughs) So I've only gotten, I've knit, it's knit top down. I've knit down past the sleeve separation, not very far, maybe an inch or two. And then I stopped, and I knit a sleeve. Because I wanted to see how it was going to fit me. And I'm glad I did, because I tried it on, so I've got one sleeve, and this very short sweater. (sighs) And it just, it didn't do anything for me. So I'm not so sure about it. I, you know, I have so many sweaters right now that I really love that finishing a sweater just to finish it that I'm feeling a little indifferent about is not a good plan for me because... If I feel that indifference now, I'm not going to wear it. <laughs> exactly. And you know, not every sweater works out, right? It's just like when you try clothes on That in is store, so true. Yeah. Not everything you try on turns out to be something that you like yeah. and want to buy. So. Yeah. So true. Gail was asking me, what is it about it so that I kind of know for future sweaters? And I thought about it. It took me a couple of days to think think about it and try to figure out what it was. And what I think it is, is that though I like the oversized look, the boxy sweater by Hohi Locatelli has very form-fitting Tyrannosaurus Rex sleeves. (laughs) They're very tiny. Imagine a Tyrannosaurus Rex arms that's what i mean i mean a boxy, <laughs> Charlene's flopping yes, her arms around I mean, <laughs> a boxy sweater with the big body and tiny sleeves really is a tyrannosaurus rex sweater yeah. when you think and about it balances it. those it, little sleeves it balance. balances yes and so on bento boxy on the other hand the sleeves are are also big and oversized in fact when i picked up for the sleeves I was thinking, wow, these sleeves really are big. And I also thought about going back and picking up fewer stitches and sewing it up a little bit. But I'm not sure. Mm. I think I might be done with it. For now, it's going to go into hibernation. I'm going to put it aside and try it on. In a while. 
I'm not even going to say how long it will sit in hibernation. I don't know how long it'll sit in hibernation, but I have to give myself some distance from it and I'll try it on at this later point in the future when I'm not emotionally attached or emotionally when I don't have these these oh I just knit it emotions about it mm-hmm. yeah. and and see how I feel. So that's my plan. It's not a freshly bleeding wound. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> stab for exactly. <laughs> so what have you finished, Gail? I have some finishes. I finished my Haven Pullover by Kate Oates. And oh, I you love finished. it. Oh, I love it. I blocked it. I have not sewn in the end, so I still have a little bit of finishing to go. But I promise, I'm going to make this promise to everybody, so I have to actually keep it, that by this weekend, I will have finished object pictures of the last three or four sweaters that I've knit because I'm way behind. And Haven is a top-down circular yoke colorwork sweater, and it is designed to use one skein of spin cycle for the contrast color. And I used a navy yarn from Barrett Wool Company. It's their woolen spun fingering yarn, which I adore. And I used a colorway called Slow Bump from Spin Cycle. That is a grello greenish colorway. So the Spin Cycle yarns have a very slow changing color gradation. And the the contrast is just perfect. It's beautiful. Very outside of my normal color comfort zone. So I took a risk there. But because it's navy, I think I will wear it a lot. You like navy. I do. I love it. And the sweater is really pretty. It has an interesting shape to it. So normally, I would knit an A-line shape or a straight down because this has a lot of positive ease. So normally, I would just knit straight down. Well, in her pattern, she actually has you do some decreases to taper it a little bit at the waist. And it is, it's not a cropped sweater, but it's a shorter sweater. So for me, I don't, I think the body may be 10 inches long, maybe at the most. And it's my first time doing that. And so far, I think I like it. So interesting, different design shaping. And what else can I say about it? Besides the fact that the sleeves took forever. Don't know why. I, just <laughs> I do love remember you saying that while yeah, you were knitting Yeah, they really them. seem to take a long time. But fingering weight yarn, you know, they're going to take a while. Yeah. They're big sleeves. So Lots of stitches. Yeah, and they're pretty puffy sleeves. So they have fewer decreases and they're larger than my sleeves typically are. And then she does bigger decreases before you start the ribbing at the cuff. So they're kind of not blousey per se, but a little bigger. So more stitches than I would normally have, I think, on a fingering weight sweater sleeve on those little circumference needles. So that's Haven by Kate Oates. I love it. And I really, really, really love the Barrett Wool Company woolen spun fingering weight yarn. I really love it. And I will definitely knit with that again. I got that at a Stitches many years ago, four or five years ago, and have just been waiting for the perfect project like your lace weight yarn. The Western Sky Knits, you just have the perfect project yes. combo, and you're glad you waited to knit the yarn. Yeah. And also, that's a pretty large put-up. I want to say it's 490 yards. I may be wrong, but it's well over what you normally get 
for a fingering weight put-up because it's mm. woolen spun, it's loftier. And I just had to break into the third skein to finish my second sleeve. So it really, overall, I don't think it used that much yarn. So Haven by Kate Oates. I also finished another charity hat like you did. I finished The Bankhead by Susie Gourlay in Malabriga Rios. And last episode, I said I was using Anniversario, but it is not. It's Arco Iris, which is their <laughs> rainbow. That's rainbow, I believe, in Spanish. Yes, it is. Yeah. And it turned out really, really pretty. I really like it. And then, as I mentioned before, I finished the hat from the Sisterhood set by Jane. Uh, not Jane. Jen Peck. There we go. And it's a two-color hat, which has twisted rib for the brim. And if you don't know what twisted rib is, it means you're knitting into the back of the stitch and purling into the back of the stitch. So typical twisted rib, you're knitting and purling into the back. I usually cheat and only knit into the back and then purl into the front because it's much faster. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, I decided to go on pattern and the four inch brim took me forever. <laughs> <laughs> so on Alex's version, I'm only twisting the knit stitch and not the purl stitch. And I've already knit almost an inch just since we started recording, which would have taken me twice as long if I was knitting and purling into the back. Right. But after you knit the rib, you start the color work. The color work is very easy and it's a DK weight hat. And what they recommend is that you use one smooth yarn and one not a smooth yarn. So you're getting a contrast, not just in colors, but in textures for the yarn. I used one new to me yarn, Ritual Dyes Priestess, which is her DK weight yarn in the colorway Porta Luca, which is a beautiful pink with some speckles of brighter pink and almost brown. And for my contrast color, I used the same color I used on my big sister sweater. So that's the Harrisville Designs Nightshades, which is black with little bits of hot pink. And what I was hoping was that the contrast of the Ritual Dyes pink would really pull the pink out on the black yarn. Didn't really happen. Hmm. So the contrast is beautiful. It's still really pretty. It is. Yeah, that it's gorgeous. photo that I saw, it is gorgeous. It's actually a striking combination but it didn't give me quite the result with that nightshades that I was hoping for. Hmm. But now I have a hat that matches my big sister sweater and I made it a messy bun hat. So ah. before, you know, a couple rounds before I stopped the decreasing a couple rounds before you would bind off, you know, cinch the end. And I weaved in a, a hair elastic. I cut it in half. I weaved it in and then I tied it closed at the end. And now I have a messy bun hat. That's, pink and black, which cool. matches most of the clothes that I wear. <laughs> so that's the sisterhood set hat, which I really enjoyed knitting, really love the finished object. And I'm knitting one for Alex in the same colors I used for her sweater. So she'll have a not quite matchy matchy hat for her sweater. So there we go. Excellent. And I'm going to let you introduce our main topic because it was your suggestion. Well, we talked about, we've mentioned it in the last couple of episodes, because Gail and I have been pondering this topic. Pattern Ennui. Yeah, it's a <laughs> thing right now. Oh my gosh. It's a thing. So what is it? Ennui, from the dictionary, is 
a feeling of listlessness and dissatisfaction arising from a lack of occupation or excitement. In French, it means boring or bored. Consider this arising from 2020, our pandemic year, and perhaps you'll understand the feeling that Gail and I are feeling. (laughs) Yeah, I... You know that it's not just us. When you look at Hot Right Now, and one of the top patterns in Hot Right Now is from 2012, (laughs) nine years ago, I saw this pattern. It's called the Cecily Pullover, and it's by Connie Chang Chinchio, who I love as a designer. And when I saw her name in Hot Right Now, I got so excited. I thought, oh my gosh, she's back. She's designing again. And I clicked on it, and it's from her book from 2012. I wonder if it got re-released or her other patterns changed. from it weren't there. So I don't know. I don't, those are one of those weird phenomenon where I see something in hot right now and I have no idea why it's right. suddenly in hot right now again. And sometimes designers have random sales mm-hmm. and not everybody knows about it, but you see things in hot right now that are there perhaps because of sales, except I might not know about the sale, but exactly. everybody else does. But this so, was just from the book, and you couldn't buy it individually. Interesting. So how it got there, I don't know. But still, yeah. when you see a hot right now that's nine years old, you know everybody's suffering a little bit from pattern and, ivy. And I have seen a lot of patterns that are not new and hot right now. A lot of different designers, which is great. A lot of things just randomly popping in and out that perhaps in a regular year you might not see or perhaps maybe wouldn't have a chance. Yep. Yeah, so we wanted to talk about it a little bit just because I don't think it's just us. I, Based on other threads that I've read in Ravelry and things like that, like you said, it's part of 2020, 2021, global pandemic. Things are not the way they normally are. And I was thinking of some of the things that I use to get inspired about my knitting when this strikes, because you and I have talked about this on the podcast before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's not, I think it's kind of cyclical also in terms of seasonality when summer's coming up in the Northern Hemisphere, at least. I think we see fewer sweater patterns that aren't just tops. And I don't knit Mm. tops because if I'm going to wear a top, I don't want something that's knit generally. So I know that's part of it for me is that I'm not attracted to t-shirts or tank tops. Yeah. And, and also like you were saying, it's probably related to the pandemic as well. Mm -hmm. Everyone seeing the same people, (laughs) their same four walls day in and day out. So I I often wonder, have artists and creatives been more or less inspired during the pandemic? Mm-hmm. There's some folks, it, it's kind of interesting because it really, the pandemic has really been different for people. There have been some people that have had a lot of free time. There have been some people that have had no free time or next to next next to no free mm-hmm. time because 
depending on perhaps your occupation or just your situation in life. For example, for me, I know at least at the beginning of the pandemic, three out of the four people in my house were still working outside of the house. And so for us, we kind of felt almost busier because of all the cleaning protocols and the worry that accompanied working outside of the house at the time. I felt like all the clothes had to be washed. All the things had to be disinfected, that kind of thing. And that worked out for us that we were a lot busier. But some people had more free time. And different people get inspired by different things. Free time free time can be great for some creatives. Free time can be uninspiring for some creatives. Yeah. <laughs> So that could all lead to the same discussion, which we're having. So how do you get inspired? One thing I love to do when I'm feeling kind of blah about my knitting is stock my own stash. So go out and check out my garage and look in my stash drawers and see what combinations I can make. and Roll in your own yarn. (laughs) (laughs) With or without clothes on as you see fit. (laughs) So yes, looking at your own stash can definitely be inspiring. And when you mentioned in your stocking today that one of the stocking was yarn oriented. Mm-hmm. So you can find something in your stash that you either forgot about or haven't knit yet, or just a special yarn you want to indulge in and then go look for patterns based on the yarn. Yeah. Or you can browse your own queue. Yep. That's you can next re- on my list. <laughs> yeah. You can rearrange your queue. You can Take items off your queue. If you're so inspired, add things to your queue. But if you have, especially if you have a very long queue, it's kind of fun to go back to those very oldest items, figure out if you still like them, Mm -hmm. what yarn you would use. Sometimes looking through your queue and... planning on fantasy knitting an item in terms of just matching yarn to pattern can inspire you yep sometimes you you may have had that magical pairing in your queue and stash but you haven't fantasy knit it yet so once you fantasy knit it that magic spark might hit (laughs) i get it and the same thing with your your cue is your favorites. So yeah. depending on how you use your cue and your favorites in Ravelry, it can lead to inspiration and it can also lead to great reorganization, which is something I've done to my favorites mm-hmm. throughout the pandemic when I've been just poking around in Ravelry is go and see what things are just clutter and what things should really still be there and maybe tag them or organize them more or move them from your queue to your favorites or vice versa. So that's another place where you can find some inspiration. I love to look at projects if the pattern that I am considering has a lot of projects. For example, I mentioned earlier my Parallelogram and that has seven colors so to look at all the projects is just mind-boggling because Mm -hmm. people will do color combos that 
I would not myself put together and they look fabulous. There are some people that will do color combinations that are totally me and then I can see what those would look like. There are high contrast combinations, low contrast combinations. It's, I, I find looking at projects very inspiring and fun. And I all, I'm always showing people, uh, often I'll send Gail, did you see this exact version of a project? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and along those same lines, the last one on my list is to stalk people on Ravelry with your same taste and patterns. Oh, so, that's a good one. Yeah. So when, like, if Charlene's looking at finished projects, you might find that one person is consistently knitting things that you already like. So I have a couple people like that, that I know these people knit projects that I usually like. So I will go to their project pages and see, oh, well, what did Tanya knit recently? Because usually I love everything Tanya knits, or there are a couple people like that, that I can consistently go check their finished objects or even their queue or their faves and see, oh, is there something I missed? <laughs> because, you know, other people see other things. Yeah. And one of the things is the neighbors mm -hmm. on Ravelry. I know you know about neighbors. Have we? I don't know if we've talked about neighbor. I think we might have talked about yeah, neighbors but not before. In a long time. In, yeah, a long time ago. So on Ravelry, and I realize not everyone is able to use Ravelry right now, but if you can use Ravelry, there is a section called, let's see friends. Oh no, people. If you go to the people page, on the bottom left, there is a column titled Your Neighbors. And it's random ravelers with similar taste in patterns. And it's matched up. It says, for example, the top one on mine says, 104 patterns in common. And then the next one is 77 patterns in common. So if I click on Gale, we have 108 patterns in common, and it will show photos of our projects side by side that we've made the same. Very fun. It is fun. And then you can click to that person's overall project page to see the other things they finished that you might have missed. Right. And sometimes you may personally know someone who whose taste is very similar to yours. It's fun to look and see what that friend perhaps has cued or what that friend perhaps has favorited. That's a, another possibility for inspiration. Yeah, it's one of the ravel Ravelry rabbit holes. Yes. <laughs> and Charlene just mentioned something that we did want to touch on briefly the usability or lack thereof of Ravelry for some people. This is another thing that's come out during the pandemic and Ravelry updated their look and feel, which is problematic to a lot of people. And I was one of those people in the beginning. The white screen was causing my eyes to hurt and I have chronic headaches and it was triggering headaches. And we know that a lot of people suffered migraines, other side effects from the new design. And we wanted to let you know, if you didn't already, that they now have a dark mode available. And if you don't know what dark mode is, it's basically taking all those bright colors and changing them to dark colors. So since they offered dark mode, I can now browse Ravelry 
for a longer period of time and it doesn't hurt my eyes. So I found that I wasn't commenting in our group nearly as often because I didn't realize it immediately, but it was like, oh yeah, it's hurting my eyes and my head Hmm. to be in the threads. But now I'm there more often because I can be. So hopefully if you haven't already heard about it, you know that it exists. And like I said, I have chronic headaches and my eye, I mentioned my last, on the last episode that I'm having vision issues with my left eye related to aging and hopefully not tearing or, or rupturing my cornea or retina, retina, that's the word that I recently updated my whole computer operating system so that I could put my computer in dark mode. So overall dark mode has really helped me with being on the computer a lot and Ravelry now offers it. So that's a good thing. That's great. So yeah, yeah, while it's not a solution for everyone, perhaps it might be a solution for some people. Yeah. And did you have any other tips for pattern ennui? Try something new. Ooh, a new technique. A new new technique. Or yeah, or a new craft. Pick up a crochet hook. Try weaving. Knit something perhaps you've always wanted to knit, but never given yourself permission to. Good ideas. Yeah. Pick up one of those skeins of yarn that's always been too precious to knit. Yeah. Make something with that. (laughs) Just and maybe try a different kind of yarn you've never tried before. Or if you've never knit with a speckled yarn, knit a speckled yarn and see how that works. Yeah. A tweed or there are so many different options. Yeah. See if one of them inspires you. And if you listeners have any other ideas for combating pattern on we, please share them with us. Yeah. In the Ravelry thread, we'll have a discussion there as always. And I'm so happy to return to my happy Ravelry place. It (laughs) It really does. And a lot of people have commented to that to us about that. Also, we've had a lot of new, new listeners since the pandemic started and A lot of them have sent us DMs and commented on Instagram and other places saying how much they love the Yarniax community, which makes me so happy. Yeah, that's great. And if you cannot participate on Ravelry, we also have a Facebook page and both Gail and I try to be present on Instagram as well. So you can find us there. Yep. And we're always happy to engage wherever we are. So thank you very much for listening. I hope that you're enjoying your knitting and everybody's staying healthy and happy. Happy knitting, everyone. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniax Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniax.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniax Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gales is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley.